seated. Well, today is Veterans Day. We celebrate veterans today. Yes, and if you are a veteran, would you please rise? If you're a veteran, we would like you to stand. Let's recognize these folks. Steve Oyen is right down front here. He's with the Order of the Purple Heart in West Texas. We welcome you to our campus, and we thank you for your service. Today we've got Captain David Hughes. He's retired from the U.S. Army. He was a Green Beret. He was attachment commander in 3rd Special Forces Group with three combat, combat deployments that included both Iraq and Afghanistan. He sustained life-changing injuries when an IED went off underneath his vehicle in 2008. He's got some titanium rods in his back right now. And at that time, he set out to find a new career. And one of his many things that he's been involved in since then was that he was an assistant dean and started the veteran program at an institution I used to serve in in Nashville, Tennessee. And that first year, we went around telling everybody we could in Nashville that if you'd served at least three years active duty since 9-11, you could come to that university for free. And we started out with 20. Since those days, back in 2009, 2010, over 800 veterans have received their degree from that institution. I think that's worthwhile work that you did, David. Let's give him a round of applause for that. He's pursued aviation, land surveying, launched an entrepreneurial software company, has worked for the U.S. State Department. Uh, he's presently, however, involved in the most important work of his life. He is the homeschool teacher for his 11-year-old son, Brody, and he's uh, doing some challenging work there. He's been married for 23 years to his lovely bride, Pam, who is a physician, a doctor, so she keeps him in line. One of my great joys in life has been my association with veterans, particularly those who served that I got to be around at that former institution, and the, just the, the quality of people that I got to be around, and, and David is right at the head of that list. My association has taught me that you've got to be very careful with words like hero, because most of the men and women who served, and men and women like David, who is a Purple Heart recipient, will tell you he's not a hero. I want to call him a hero. He, he would push back real hard on that. He would tell me about the heroes that he left behind. John 15, Jesus said, Greater love has no one than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. So whether you want to call uh, our speaker today a hero or not, you can have that discussion with him. I can tell you clearly words that come to mind for me when I think about him are noble, Valor, courage, character, sacrifice, servant. But my favorite word for this guy is friend. And we were talking last night as he spent the evening at our house. It's probably been a decade since we've been together. But uh, he laid down his life for each of you and was willing to do that. And I like the fact that when I pick up the phone and call him in Virginia, he drives across the country to share with you today for Veterans Day. Let's welcome our speaker, David Hughes. Good 
morning. Let me start by thanking Scott for, for inviting me here to be on this beautiful campus today. To just share a few thoughts with you. About a special day, Veterans Day. So Scott, thank you for inviting me. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to be here. Thank you for being a friend. Thank you for letting me be part of your life at that other university and help veterans. I think the world of your president, and uh, as I'm sure you do too. I also want to thank you, the students. I want to thank you for choosing to be at a Christ-centered campus during these formidable years of your life. It's a very mature decision. It's a very dedicated decision. And it's one that I am so thankful you made. Because I know I'm looking at future leaders of this country right now. Leaders that we desperately need. So thank you for making that decision to be here and be, have your young life focused on Christ. And my prayer is that you take that with you. And I want to thank our veterans that are in the audience today. I didn't, I saw a few more stand. Thank you for your service. Thank you for making that decision to serve our nation in uniform. I want to take a little poll real quick, if you'll, if you'll oblige. I want you to stand up, not yet. I want you to stand up if you fit into any category that I list off. And I'll let you know when to stand, okay? If you have a parent that's a veteran. If you have a grandparent that's a veteran, if you have an aunt or uncle that was a veteran, a cousin, or a close friend, please stand. Look, look around. This was my dilemma. Go ahead and have a seat. I assumed that I'd be speaking to a, a patriotic crowd that had family members and people that had grown up with veterans in their life. So what do you say to someone who knows veterans, that grew up with a veteran? What am I going to tell you that you probably don't already know, right? Because you know that veterans are men and women of character. You know that they're men and women of valor. That they're honorable and that they are courageous for the decisions that they've made. And you know that there are individuals that thrive being on a team. And above all, they're individuals that love their country. So you already know that. I'm not going to share anything with you there that you don't already know. If you're like me, when you hear Isaiah 6-8, those few short words, here am I, Lord, send me. When you hear that verse, maybe a veteran comes to mind. It does for me. Because they certainly raised their hand and said, here, I, here am I, Lord, send me. I'll do this work. And you've probably heard stories from these veterans. You know what they've endured. You know that they've spent hours awake, 36 hours at a time, no sleep. You know that they've gone days probably without a good meal. You know that they've probably walked with hundreds of pounds on their back for countless miles to get to where they're going. You know that they've been separated from their families during the holidays. 
because you all know veterans. You've seen that happen within your own life. So you know what veterans sign up for and what they endure when they, when they sign that contract. You may even know the history of Veterans Day. That we observe it on the 11th day of the 11th month at the 11th hour because of Armistice Day. Veterans Day started off as Armistice Day to celebrate the veterans of World War I, the war to end all wars. And as a nation, we've carried that tradition forward, and now we call it Veterans Day, and that's why we're here today. Have you ever thought about the importance of why we do this, though? I mean, seriously, have you ever stopped and took pause to think, why is it significant that we do this? And there's a quote from General George Washington. I call him General because he was the leader of our Continental Army, but obviously President George Washington. Many of you may have heard this, but I think it encapsulates the true meaning of why it's important to set this day aside and honor our veterans. And I'll read it to you. He says, The willingness with which our young people are likely to serve in any war, no matter how justified, shall be directly proportional to how they perceive the veterans of earlier wars were treated and appreciated by their nation. Listen to what he's saying. The way you see a veteran treated directly impacts the ability for us to have a standing army in the future. Because who's going to want to serve a nation that does not honor you after you've done so. And I want to stop here a minute and say a word to our Vietnam veterans. You know, I was not, I was not alive during that era. I was born shortly after that. But I remember, and I've been told because I had a lot of Vietnam veterans in my life growing up as teachers in my community, and I heard the stories of how they were treated. And if there were ever an opportunity for us to, for this to come to fruition, what George Washington was warning us about, it was then when they came home. But their love of their country was so strong and so dedicated and committed that they were able to raise another entire generation that has been proudly serving and fighting our nation's wars since then. And that, there's a lot to be said about that because that was no easy burden to bear. So thank you if you're in this audience and you served in that Vietnam War. So what do I have to offer today? So I came down to two things I want to offer to you. I want to touch on, maybe put a point on why, or maybe you want to call it what. What is it that makes a veteran want to go serve their country and put on that uniform. So what, what is it that, that drives them to do that? And the other thing I want to talk about, and I'm often asked, is, you know, David, how do you properly, what's the best way to say thank you to a veteran? So we'll touch on that briefly. So those two things are what I want to focus on. Because you, you all realize that 
something drives that veteran to make that decision. Something, a switch is flipped that they say, you know, this country is worth serving to begin with. But probably the most impressive thing of all is these men and women do this and they say, I'm signing a contract. And I am absolutely aware that my nation may ask me to give my life. Think about that for a minute. Not many jobs you apply for and eventually work in. There's a, there's a known entity that you may be asked at some point to die. So what is it in an individual that says, you know, this nation is something worth dying for? Make no mistake, no one wants to go die for it, but what is it that's worth taking that risk and saying, hey, I am okay at night knowing that my life may be asked of me? And what I would posit to you is that it goes back to the founding of this country. Because veterans recognize that we have an innate freedom. We have a freedom that was given to us from our creator, God. You have to look no further than the founding documents of this nation to even to, to read that. The Declaration of Independence. And I'll just read a brief section of it. That all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You see, liberty is nothing more than a synonym for freedom. That freedom that our founding fathers were talking about was a gift from your God. Now, in my eyes, that's worth fighting for. That's worth dying for all day, every day. You see, God gives us all kinds of freedom. He gives us the freedom to decide whether we want to be in a relationship with him. Free will. Because he knows true love is not true love unless we're free to love him. He gives us freedom from sin and death. Because he sent his one and only son to die for us. To free us from that bondage of sin. But he also made us in his image. And he never had any intention for any of us to live under oppressive rule. I believe he had every intention for us to live free. To experience freedom on this earth. And we'll also experience it in heaven. You see, our forefathers recognized this freedom. And how crucial it was. And that it was a gift from God. Because they were men of faith. They were men that believed in a creator God. You cannot read their writings and overlook that. You read the diaries or the letters that General Washington wrote. Or you name any of our forefathers and you will find they're, they're mentioning a creator God. But what they recognized was that 
this freedom was what was going to make this nation different from any other and make it worth fighting for. Because our founding fathers recognized that the people in this country, the 13 colonies, were already living free and they were doing it. And what they realized was that we can have this thing called self-governance. That we, the people, would govern ourselves. And that's where our freedom comes from. And that is what set us apart from every nation in the world that came before us and has come after us. There's an author named Eric Metaxas. Some of you may have heard of him. He writes about this concept called the Golden Triangle. I had never heard of the Golden Triangle until I, I read this in his book. And I was almost ashamed when I read this because I realized how significant it is in the founding of our country. And let me see if I can explain this for you. There's three tenets to this triangle, right? There's freedom, there's virtue, and there's faith. You see, our founding fathers realized that our very freedoms that we would enjoy would require a virtuous people. Because the virtuous people are the ones that allow us to self-govern. But virtuous people must be people of faith. And that's exactly what was happening in our country when we were 13 colonies. So you with me? You got freedom. It requires virtuous people. And virtuous people, in order to have virtuous people, you had to have a people of faith. But there's one more aspect to it. They had to be free to have that faith. You see, our founding fathers never intended for this nation to be a theocracy. And for everybody to worship one God, they said, you can worship the God of your choice. But at that time, it was the Judeo-Christian God that was being worshipped in our country, for the most part. And it was those virtuous people that our founding fathers capitalized on and said, we will be able to self-govern and be free. It's pretty remarkable when you think about it. And this ideal of virtuous people self-governing themselves is where our very freedom comes from. It's because our freedom is unalienable. You cannot separate yourself from a gift God gave you. He meant for all of us to be free. And I think this is why veterans serve. Because they recognize the gravity of what's at stake. They recognize that this gift of freedom is a promise. It's, it, it's not a surety. It's a promise that if we maintain our virtue and self-govern, we will always be free. Now, this is David Hughes' thoughts. I'm not speaking on behalf of the military, but I found an interesting statistic. I think a lot of my veteran brothers and sisters would agree. There was the Military Association of Atheists and Freethinkers of all organizations 
conducted a poll and found that 70% of all service members identify as having a faith in a creator God. It's pretty good. Obviously, I'd like to see that number higher, but that's still a pretty strong out, uh, show of strength in our, in our nation's military. And it's those people that realize that this gift of freedom was, was from God. So, how do you thank someone that's made that decision and that commitment to put on a uniform and potentially lay down their life? I certainly had friends that did that. I have friends in Arlington National Cemetery. I have friends buried in other veteran cemeteries across the country. I've had friends die in my hands on the battlefield. So how do you say thank you for someone that made that kind of decision? You know, I was, I was, when Scott contacted me and asked me to give, to speak today on Veterans Day, I started running ideas through my head and as I came up with the idea of, because a lot of people ask me, Dave, what's the best way to, to think of veteran? And, you know, it's, to be sure, it's always heartwarming when someone says thank you. I never, it always touches my heart when someone takes time to say thank you. And obviously there's a, a number of nonprofit organizations that do good works for our veterans. And that's a way of saying thank you. And that's an excellent way of saying thank you. And as I was mulling over this thought of like, well, if I'm going to talk about how to thank you, I better come up with the way, right? What is a good way to say thank you? And I happened to be at a rodeo in Cheyenne, Wyoming a few months ago. It was a collegiate rodeo. I was there with my son and my wife. And, and before the rodeo started, the rider galloped through the arena with old glory flapping in the wind. And you can ask my wife, I mean, I started sobbing at that moment. <laughs> and then the announcer came on the PA system. He said, folks, this is cowboy country, and out here we respect our flag. Because we know that flag and what it stands for. And we know that flag represents the men and women who died for this country to keep us free. And we love our freedom. And we love the fact that we can stand here today and pray to our God. And he went right into a prayer before the rodeo started. And in that moment, I realized that's the best way to say thank you is live a virtuous life and be proud of the country you live in. Certainly our country has dark blots on our history and we do not need to ignore those. We need to acknowledge those. We need to study those so that we don't repeat that in history. But I would tell you that our country has greater moments that far outweigh the dark blots. And you know, Jesus told us to love our neighbor as ourself. And he said that with the thought that we love ourselves. 
You see, President Reagan said that our nation is a shining city on a hill. And if we don't love ourselves, how can we be a shining city to those throughout the rest of the world? Because we have been a symbol of hope for so many. Because we were the land of the free. That so many people desired to, to be a part of. So that's my answer to you is how do you think of veteran? You live your life virtuously. And you live out the freedoms that you have in this great country. And love it. Because there's no other like it on the face of the earth. So in closing, I would encourage you to keep doing what you're doing. Like I mentioned earlier, you have made a very mature decision to be on this Christ-centered campus during this period of your life. So just keep doing what you're doing. And as you leave this campus someday, take Christ with you into the world and let his spirit shine in you. And don't be afraid to speak up or stand up for Christ. And don't be afraid to speak up and stand up for your country. Because this virtuous living is your way of perpetuating freedom to the next generation. To ensure that your children and their children will remain free. And that is the greatest thanks a veteran could ever ask for. Thank you for your attention today. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak to you. And thank you for taking the time to observe Veterans Day and letting a guy like me come talk to you. I pray that God will bless you. I pray that God will bless our country. Thank you for listening, and I think you are dismissed.